0: this isn't just shopping, this is a unique place to be. Shop, dine and socialise in this iconic destination with premium boutique stores, exciting restaurants and a luxurious everyman cinema, all under one roof. This is Princess Square, home to Dermalogica, Reese, Carvela, Space NK, Kate Spade and many more of your favourite luxury brands. Discover Princess Square. Bucan Street, Glasgow.
1: Get ready for the most heartwarming wedding podcast experience you've ever encountered. Picture this, the enchanting world of Scottish weddings come alive right in your ears. We've gathered a star-studded cast of guests to sweep you off your feet. We're talking about dreamy grooms who go above and beyond in their wedding planning escapades, conjuring up the perfect elopements that will make your heart skip a beat. And oh, the bridal designers we'll introduce you to. We're here to hold your hand and keep you on track with your very own wedding checklist. Because lovebirds, timing is everything. Welcome to Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding. Lights, camera, and wedding magic.
2: Yes, we did have a French couple. They they weren't the ones with the puffins, were they? No, they sailed. Yes. To
3: their oh, I love they the puffins. That was... The puffins was lovely. <laughs> that is well worth
2: a read. Um, but yes, the, these guys sailed. Um, that was up on Sky, and uh, they went in a sailboat with their celebrant. And um, yeah, again, they had some. They kind of really credited the people who helped them pull together.
1: Welcome back to your Scottish wedding and we are back in the writer's room, this time looking at our September issue, which is available, yes? (laughs) So it is available and we are back here with Jen, Katie and Claire to discuss this issue and everything that went into it. So who would like to begin by discussing our beautiful front cover that I must say looks actually quite summery for being a September issue? Oh, well,
0: um, I'll kick off. The intention with this, although it does look lovely in summary, was very much to concentrate on autumnal blooms. So we had Helen Hardman from the Green Shed Flower Studio came in and did a, a bespoke installation just behind our model Maria's head. And the concentration there was very much to have, although quite poppy colours um, and lots of pinks and reds to concentrate on blooms that will be in season now, coming into September. So we've got dahlias, we've got mm-hmm. Rizans, um, And I think the one thing I really wanted to bring up about this issue was very much the concentration that we've had on this um, bridal trend at the minute towards versatility. Um, so we took mm-hmm. our front cover from this issue's photo shoot, one of two, and this one was very much concentrating on accessories and uh, ways to change up your look or finish off your look with just adding those little pieces into it. So there's very much, we've got the statement gloves. We had some fabulous ones from Vivian Westwood included in this shoot. So uh, great fun was had on the day. They've got gorgeous <laughs> headpieces involved. Um, So many lovely pieces of jewelry as well. And again, I wanted to um, just touch upon how are these magazines, as much as we set out with the features list, things happen organically and uh, it all just comes together. So while we were very much knew that we wanted to do an accessory shoot, we were doing the big interview with James Ellis from Ellis Bridles this issue who's actually the great-grandson of the founder of the brand, which has been on the go for over a century now.
1: Wow. And just
0: one of his quotes really struck me. He was saying that bridal used to be about finding the one, whereas now it's about finding accessories to transform the day throughout the day or second looks, creating those Instagrammable moments. And that really is what's been at the heart of this front cover and we've touched mm-hmm. upon it throughout the issue Um, in our interview with our columnist, regular fashion columnist, Rachel of Rachel Scott Couture. She's concentrating on versatility and how to change up your look as well throughout the day, whether that's removing an overskirt or changing a veil to a cape or going for some fabulous headpiece that uh, you wouldn't have considered in your ceremony, but you can just let your hair down and go for it and create a real party look in the evening. So, So, yeah, in a roundabout that way, that is where the front covers
1: come (laughs) from this issue. Can you explain a bit more by what he means by the one? Is it the one dress or was it more about the partner? Or?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully by the time you're at this stage, you find the one partner um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the one the girls and I are still used to writing the one capital T capital o very much about finding that one dress and having that moment mm. and which doesn't always happen in the same way for every every person searching for their wedding dress so if you don't burst into tears of joy don't discount that that doesn't mean that it's not the one dress that you're looking at Hmm. and it is very much for years and years been this concentration on finding the one but as I was saying we've now got brides more more willing to take a risk and to mix it up during the day so you may find the one which is your ceremony look you may then either mm. have a complete change of dress, so you can have the one, the two, or as my sister-in-law had, the three, which is really, <laughs> she, she ended up having this gorgeous disco-inspired short mini dress covered in sequins, and she was able to dance the night away in that, which she couldn't have done in her first dress. So, yeah, there's not so much of a concentration on the one as there once was.
1: hmm Joe, I'm just on our contents page here and seeing that model in the dress with the flowers and that horse in the background. It is so beautiful, but must have been really hard to walk along that grass. Yeah, in what that you're thing, dress. Not
0: seeing <laughs> is me in the background fluffing up a train and available every <laughs> I'm Running with a shot that you so often see behind the scenes in Instagram. So yeah, it was a day of juggling beautiful engagement rings and getting her to try on all these stunning pieces whilst also flapping up, fluffing up the dress. But yeah, there
1: were trainers on underneath that too. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a trend that I can get behind regardless absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and again versatility in action there why would you not go for fabulous heels during the day and then mix it up and have like a pair of custom cons or dms in the evening for when you're ready to dance beats me exactly. I had black feet at the end of my wedding because I'd been dancing in my
1: bare feet all night <laughs> so Claire what is part of this magazine that really sticks out to you this issue
2: um probably the um going wild feature so um mm-hmm. that was one i think that was um Katie's idea but i think it maybe came from a supplier did it it, did it.
0: it came from Tim Maguire initially
2: yeah so it, it came from a celebrant who'd done um wild weddings and we did an in-depth look at um people wilderness loving couples who kind of will go to all lengths for their weddings so we spoke to the suppliers who helped make it happen and then profiled four different couples who'd um got married in scotland in the middle of nowhere sometimes with some people sometimes just the two of them so um i really like the balance of speaking to people finding out about their weddings but also um getting tips from the experts so um it was, I guess, kind of an advice-based piece for those who are considering it. You know, it's because you see these images, much like the one you're speaking about on the contents page with, um, you know, the model strolling along on her horse, but it, it doesn't just happen like that. So much like a bride on top of a mountain looking amazing, it, it takes a lot to go into that. Um, so we had a section with the tips that people might need to think about if they're going to go down that route. Um So I think, yeah, it all kind of came together quite nicely with all the different viewpoints and and the direct advice.
1: And for anyone that's got the magazine in front of them or the digital copy of the magazine, that would be on page 150, if that has piqued your interest to dive into. Uh, And I must say, it looks very, very nice. And again, that use of flowers on that first page picture of the couple... Um, it's just stunning so many lovely flowers
2: there yeah they're so pretty that was um that was an image from joy story photography and um, so sarah there does um loads of wild weddings and was a great person to uh chat about that um, and mm. just kind of the fact we can get married absolutely anywhere in scotland you know there are no rules so just kind of take advantage of it be creative
1: yeah. And I had a And I love those carpets.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> Bohemian, I love it. <laughs> I had a, also had a real life wedding of on the same subject where the couple mm. hiked up a, a mountain and the bride managed to find something to tuck her dress into so she could get up to the top. Really? And it was a called a bridal buddy, and she'd put and she basically said if you put your dress in it you end up looking like a snowball <laughs> and you walk up <laughs> you walk up with your wellies on and then you take the bridal body off and it's all but it's actually supposed to be I think correct me if I'm wrong girls but I think it's supposed to be for to help you going to the toilet
0: a lot of the time yes yeah Ah. so that your dress isn't getting in the way but
3: obviously she used it for hiking up a mountain instead
1: That's dedication so, that's a fabulous absolutely. idea
3: but it's it's creative as well because you think <laughs> I'm not going to let that stop me you know I'm going to wear a fabulous dress and I'm going to go and get my photos taken you know in, in, a, in an amazing place and they were at the Trossachs, so um yeah that's another sort of wild wild wedding as well so
2: <laughs> I think it's just the lengths people go to as well and kind of make their way through the weather or there was one couple that um the weather was so bad where they were they had to get a lift up in a tractor and their guests had to do the same you know they had dogs with them dogs were packed in the tractor too and um I think you know they described the moment their celebrant arrived as you know he appeared through the the gloomy snow like an absolute vision you know they didn't know if he was going to make it on the day they didn't actually know if they would get married (laughs) if anyone would be there and you know everyone just worked so hard to pull it together
1: so Jen is that
2: very that's important. all around the world
3: Um, with Jessica and Matthew, mm. the real-life wedding that's nearer the back. Is it 190? Page 190? Yes, 190,
1: yeah. Stunning, yeah. And I can totally see Andrew fitting in really well as the celebrant there as well. Oh, absolutely. He just looks the <laughs> part, doesn't he? He just looks totally. Yeah. And they're having iron mountain man, and they're
3: having um, iron brew from a quay. But the best thing about <laughs> the best thing about that couple is neither were from Scotland, um, and I think Katie sort of alludes oh. to that in her um, introduction to the magazine that people are deciding to come to Scotland who aren't actually from here uh, because they just think it seems Mm. like a really fun place to get married and I think it's that idea that if you want that kind of wild wedding we're we're a good place to come because you can Mm. have that as an option and I think that's really inspiring people to think hey why don't we just go to Scotland and that's what these two did yeah it
0: legal as well to get married outdoors here in a way that it wouldn't be in some Mm. countries too. Um, but yeah, again, speaking about how this magazine came together organically, it was only after we'd um, secured about five of the real-life weddings, I thought, gosh, there's an American couple, there's two couples planning their wedding from Australia, couples coming from England, so it's, you know, it's not just us locals, it says me with a Northern Irish accent, but it's not just um, people here
2: who want to get married in Scotland, and I think it just shows the, the international appeal that we have. There was one of the get wild weddings that was um an international one as well they came all the way from the US and that was actually the one that um Tim McGuire had done um and they'd kind of said the the groom Dustin he has some Scottish ancestry but it was the reason that they could legally marry anywhere in the country that swung it for coming here so yeah that's just a, a textbook example of, of and what you had was a French
0: couple too didn't you
2: yes we did have a french couple Were they they weren't the ones with the puffins were they, no, they sailed was- <gasps> oh i love the puffins like, that was- the puffins was lovely <laughs> that is well worth a read um but yes the, these guys sailed um that was up on sky and uh they went in a sailboat with their celebrant and um yeah again they had some they kind of really credited the people who helped them pull together um they had a wedding planner. A, for bagpiper and they just you know it was them that really worked hard to make all their dreams come true
1: so it's really it's got that theme of being wild but what really caught me in this one as well is on page 170 the love and literature wedding mm. of being the first Jewish queer wedding and that is just it's so nice to be part of that story isn't it Absolutely. That was one of yours, wasn't it, Claire?
2: Yeah, that was me again, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was fascinating to um, read about and just, sorry, learn about and just, yeah, to be part of that. They kind of let us in and and shared their story with us. Um, And, yeah, it was just a beautiful one. You know, they'd met at university. They tied the knot at um, the University in St Andrews here. And um, they just, yeah, they did so many lovely things and the love and literature comes from there was a lot of nods to um their love of literature throughout it from they um also handed out books for their um favours they'd collect gone around all the shops and collected second hand books and they mm. where they had their meal was Forgans and St Andrews and they actually displayed all the books so they became part of the decor but then each person got to take one home with a personalized bookmark um so, to, you know, so much thought went into it. It was a lot of DIY, a, a lot of love poured into that day.
1: Mm. Speaking of same sex as well on that one, can I also just point out the image on page 208 for the Aberdeen, Grampian, Highlands and Islands section um, of the, the couple that are literally standing on a mountain, it feels <laughs> like, on the edge of a cliff. On Sky um, For the Isle of Skye. How on earth did they get there mm. without falling?
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> and were they wearing bridal buddies? We want to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> were <are> they?
3: <laughs> those are not small dresses. No. It's a beautiful no. photograph though, isn't it? It's gorgeous.
0: But the couple who married there actually run the the um, Sky Red Fox Retreat. So if anyone's going to know Sky, it's those two. <laughs>
1: So, Jen, tell us a little bit about your favourite part of the magazine this <coughs> issue.
3: Yeah, I, I find it quite difficult because it's been quite a varied one f- for me, but actually I quite enjoyed um, the what I would call the, the information one that I wrote about the, the things you have to do to legally marry because I think mm-hmm. people... Um, forget that they get kind of swept away and all that oh it's going to be this and we're going to have a lovely time and flowers and dresses but actually there's a lot of legal things you need to do in a certain time frame that makes it important because you mustn't forget that it is actually a legal thing that you're doing and everybody needs to do their part and the paperwork needs to be done in time so um that was quite an interesting one for me talking to nori flowers who's a celebrant and he was um also giving me some funny stories about you know people people forgetting their fountain pens and having a panic about signing (laughs) this that and the next thing so you know it's trying to put people at their ease saying you know that's what we're here for as well they send out reminders to get your forms in on time and they try to make sure that their couples feel supported when they're going through that process because it is daunting. And like he said at the start, for many, not all, it's something that you've never done before and it's something that you probably won't do again. But yes. you might, <laughs> you might. But you know, it's, it's a it's a new process, and um, yeah. So that one was interesting, and I also have to say, and Marlene, I know that you're going to agree with me. I just loved doing the listicle about the pet friendly hotels <laughs> because of yeah. because of all the dog <laughs> pictures that we got sent. I was so happy because I think was it we were recording this on the twenty eighth of August, but I think was it the was it like a, a dog week uh, it was like a dog day recently oh, it, it was like Friday, a few days wasn't ago, ago yeah. and we had yeah. uh, on the grid on instagram yeah so obviously the magazine yeah. w- wasn't kind of out at that point but I felt that that was very very um you could just bring that out for next next year's one <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but yeah it was good finding out all the venues um because I think that venues do try wherever possible to to be catering for for people and their pets because they know they're important and they know that For many who are getting married, it's, um, you know, they want them there. And also there might be a a care aspect as well that they need to have Mm. them there because everybody else who might look after them is also at the wedding. So, um, yeah, that was a really nice one. And just nice to hear about the different ways that these venues allow sort of pets to get involved in their their Mm. owners' days and just the fab pictures of dogs, basically, with like bowls on and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> can't beat
1: can't beat that can you <laughs> definitely not <laughs> now Katie could you talk us through a bit about our fabulous photo shoot because the pictures are stunning but what goes into doing something like this a lot a lot of work to start with mm. um so we
0: generally start planning the photo shoot weeks in advance um like I say I was involved in the one at Backleton Barn the accessory shoot and it was some of the other members of the team who went to the Isle of Arran um to Diggory Boat House where we actually have the competition this year as well you can win a venue mm-hmm. package at Digree. um so yeah the girls headed over there and it was i think two nights that they were away in total shooting this um we had two models involved we had hair and makeup by Honey and Violet we had again at the Green Shed Flower Studio had provided these beautiful floral crowns. So at the very beginning, we always set out with uh, what sort of look we want to achieve in these shoots. So it was, um, in terms of the, the blooms, it was very much a more sort of white, paired back, more neutral scheme, and then one with all the reds and again, a lot more pops of colour. Mm. Um, and then we went around our bridal suppliers and asked for three dresses from each of them. So you're already talking 18 looks, uh, which it's is a lot across our two models. So we had our own Mallory on the team and we had Helena as well. um And yeah, so I think it was an early, early start to go get the boat over to Aaron to then um go straight into hair and makeup. And uh, you can see they were using all aspects of the venue so we have gorgeous Mm. shots in the walled garden down on the beach we've got on the veranda on the inside spaces where you can host your wedding meal um and yeah we're just so pleased with the outcome and the variety of looks so for each um company we asked for a really sort of sleek look sleek and chic Mm. um a bigger dress and then a real boho inspired look as well so um, and those were toughened up, some of those looks. with You'll see we've got the leather biker jackets, the DMs, but yeah. then going for more of the barefoot boho running through a meadow look as well. So, yeah, I'm just <laughs> really, really pleased with how this one's turned out.
1: Yeah. See, I thought I had my wedding look down for whenever the day comes, but then I saw the hat that Mallory is what wearing and it now needs to change. <laughs> I need to have a hat like that. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it already, Marlene. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> long luscious hair I don't know about that I love the dress I don't know if I could pull off that dress but it's actually quite similar to one that I want my mum to make me so it's a gorgeous close it's just beautiful I love how paired back and simple it is mm. but
0: so effective
1: definitely definitely so Katie what is your favorite part of the magazine in this issue
0: this one might sound like a bit of a strange one, but I really, really loved writing the lingerie feature that we have this issue. Yeah. I think it is something that is can be so overlooked. And also it was um, talking to various uh, suppliers, and we've spoken about this quite a lot when it comes to Mother of the Bride or Mother of the Groom, all about getting your base layer or your foundation layer done before you start looking mm. at your outfit. And what's going to give you the best silhouette? I remember when I was looking for my own dress, you know, I had my something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Find this nice garter. And then I put my dress on and went, my dress is too tight for this garter. You can see a garter Mm -hmm. showing through. So it ended up being someone else's something borrowed and something I'd never worn on my own day. But I think as I've spoke to various of um, our interviewees, it really came across that you know you may have this wonderful idea of the wedding night lingerie that you're going to have. It's going to be sexy, it's going to be lacy, all the rest of it. But what's going to look good and what's going to give you the best possible mm. look underneath your dress? So the one thing that's coming away, ladies, and it doesn't sound nice, is get your Bridget Jones knickers out. Think about <laughs> your nudes. <Nope>. You <laughs> anything. anything is it's going to give you the best layer and then you can always switch it up and we've actually spoken to miss vivian vivian lynch is a beautiful borders based um lingerie company who makes all of the lingerie bespoke and she's actually throughout september she's running a competition with us to win a garter that you'll see pictured in the (laughs) speaker as well but yeah i just had a real i had real fun writing this one as well and i think it's something like like i've said and we've not touched on much in the past but you know, everyone's thinking about that when it comes to all the essential elements of your bridal outfit. Do
1: you know, I'm just thinking, I would like to just be comfortable. Like, how can you sit and wear something really, really lacy for the majority of the day? Mm-hmm. It just, as much as I want to do it, my body's going, Ew, no, for That's <laughs> <laughs> where
0: you get the joy of a bridal trousseau and you can switch it up in time for bedtime.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that way, makes way more sense. And you've always <laughs> got your money meant to look like, forward to
0: yeah, I think we've all
3: just become so accustomed to like wearing our comfy clothes now and being you know like off off camera comfy pajama bottoms and you're like I need to do what I need to wear what I'm not wearing that I wanted to add in too that when I was um, proofreading to pages um the, the the first looks feature actually made me cry a little bit because I just thought it was just so lovely because it's that idea that you know you're capturing that moment where people are seeing each other for the first time on that really special day and just some of the photographs were just beautiful and the stories behind them as Mm. well just that you know it's um you realize from the photographer's point of view just how important their role is in capturing these really important moments that you know they're, they're going to be a gone in a flash you know and and they're they've found that moment where people have um, expressed real emotion when they've seen each other or mm-hmm. seen their dress or seen their dad or their mom or you know it's just that you, you realize again like what we're talking about on the last podcast that it's all boils down to like family and friends and just human relationships and I think that really encapsulated that really nicely
0: and what struck me whenever mm. I was writing that feature, that's our regular um, focal point feature where we go to photographers every issue and ask them to discuss a certain theme. So it just happened to be first looks this time. But when I was speaking to Kristen from Story Photography, you know, she was outlining exactly how much work goes into capturing that one moment and making sure mm. it's all choreographed beautifully. You've got your timing right. You're ushering in the father or the bride or whoever it may be at that moment or getting the couple to see each other so and that's again something that i've loved that has evolved in the last however many years that if you don't want to see each other at either end of an aisle for the first time that you can have this really intimate moment before anyone else sees you
2: before the ceremony and just you know just let real emotion flow
0: another feature that i sorry claire
2: I was just going to say on the note of um all the hard work put in by the um photographers, I did one about the do's and don'ts of um wedding photography, which was a really fun mm. one to write. And um there were um some things that I knew from having got married myself from um writing about weddings, but there was I was still learning things from the photographers when I was interviewing them for um, that feature. Um for example there's one that was um When you're doing the group photos to do them from the largest to the smallest. So start with the biggest group first and then dwindle down. But then if there's anyone with mobility needs or young children, get them out of the way first. Um, but then there were also some really fun do's and don'ts, like do feed the photographer. Um again, that was um Kristen commenting there and warned that they do turn into gremlins before the first dance if you don't do that. But yeah, they are they're putting in so much hard work on the day, so they they deserve um, your, uh, to get fed on the day. Yeah,
3: we tried. We tried to feed our photographer. We kept going. No, no, I'm fine. and I was like, but you have a piece of cake or half a bacon roll. He's like, no, no, I'm fine.
2: You don't want <laughs> him to pass out before the I first. I I was do like
3: tur- turning to his mum, like eat something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> uh, Another feature I really, really loved covering this issue was, it's actually our last column with Rachel Lawler before she gets married. I've known Rachel for years, and this has been a five-year engagement with COVID and everything else happening, so she's our tender-loving wedding-style columnist, and this issue we got to cover her five-day hendy in Lisbon, and honestly... Someone looking into booking a 40th birthday trip next year. She's given me lots of inspiration of the sort of glam, bougie look I want to do for that. Yeah. Like it sounded amazing.
3: I was like, I was reading it thinking, oh, yes, I want to do all of these things. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> but probably with a nap day in between every yes. day that Rachel's really- <laughs> planned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just adding a few extra spa days
0: <laughs> I know I know she and her girls treated her to the best time away I loved that they had Barbie Beach Day as well down in their own little what was it a, sort of a hippie um enclosure sort of open air thing on the beach that looked fabulous so and we've got her wedding to look forward to in the January issue
3: and if the, well, if, the, yeah. if, the, if the hen's anything to go by, the wedding's going to be amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. She looks so
2: glam as well. That, that veil shot on the second page um, in the corner, she just looks gorgeous and good to go. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, she's thought through every outfit as she would, but uh, it's fabulous.
1: And what has it felt like for you guys to be following this along over all of this time? Well, like I say, I've known Rachel for years, so I've known her since she got engaged. So
0: it's it's lovely to actually see it come into fruition. You know, we've spoken all about finding the venue, speaking about the engagement. She was um, letting us in on our proposal story right at the start of IFW. Um, so to see her visiting her venue, going for an early moon stay there as her last day at the venue before she actually gets married to then Mm. see it all coming together i saw the other day that she's on a three-week countdown so it won't be long and it's just gonna be it's so lovely to follow our couples through and that's why we've actually extended this issue our do diaries to um four couples it used to be our two couples plus rachel plus we've got a groom columnist Um, and just to be able to follow these people through their journey and let them talk a story probably you know one of the most personal planning journeys that they're ever going to have is Mm. it feels really special so we'll have a few of these um weddings happening between now and our january issue coming out we've got amber and Karen marrying in a halloween inspired wedding uh the player and i know you had a lovely chat with them marlene on the podcast
1: I did that they are I am so excited about their wedding their I think happy. theirs is probably the one I'm most excited about <laughs> I cannot wait for the January yeah I, just, I, <laughs> I agree
3: <laughs> oh yes yeah, the hot pink wedding cake sounds amazing doesn't it
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that's really special about this issue is not only do we have Mallory making appearance but Claire yay yeah. you make an appearance so, <laughs> you've got a few a few proud moments in this magazine.
2: I do. Well, just the one, just one little circle. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking
3: looking amazing.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, quite a few <laughs> years. That's what's coming up to our seventh wedding anniversary uh, next week. So it's, it feels like a long time ago. I've got Aww. a lot more lines on my face since then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> but still stunning, Claire, still stunning.
2: Yeah,
3: so I, I was, it was actually me who wrote the feature, but Claire kindly put me in touch with her mother-in-law, Moira, who um, has been a mother of the bride and groom three times. So she was talking about her different <laughs> outfit choices and how she kind of went about choosing. She, she chose a different one for every wedding. She didn't try to reuse them because she thought each one was very special. Each one was different. Each one was a different time of year. There was different colour schemes. So she just, um you know, told us a little bit about her thought process and how she went through getting her outfits and then we got to put in photos of all her beautiful children <laughs> including including Karen's <laughs> <carousel's> husband
2: <laughs> looking um, very dapper looking very dapper
3: very very dapper. So a lovely Definitely. a lovely looking family all of you
2: <laughs> yeah she um, has a <laughs> Moira has a very good eye um style wise in terms of fashion and in terms of interiors so um yeah good good tips from her but I think her my favorite one was her first one for um her daughter Hannah's wedding um it's just it just looks so beautiful and it ties in beautifully with Hannah's dress as well I can see them pictured at the top yeah and um mm. yeah they just look great together
3: and I think she had a jacket as well. We don't we could only put one photograph in, but I think she wore a jacket at one point as well with that one. And it was was that the one where she said that she had she found the jacket first, then she had to find the dress.
1: Yes. Right. yes.
3: So she kind of the jacket. did it in reverse. Like she found this jacket she really, really wanted and thought, it Okay, was, it was what am one. I gonna wear? What am I, yeah, exactly, what am I yeah. gonna wear under the jacket. Mm-hmm. So but she's actually got, <laughs> but she's actually got the jacket off on that one and they just look beautiful together with the the, you know they just look kind of like they're matching almost don't they yeah 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 (laughs) and then
2: for for our wedding um her and my mum are quite good friends so they'd kind of discuss their outfits because I know there could sometimes be you know what's the mother of the groom gonna wear what's the mother of the bride gonna wear so um you know neither wanted to make a show of themselves upstage the other one anything they kind of wanted to look good together without matching um and they they tied in really well the two of them
3: yeah and so I also spoke to some of the the fashion critiques as well about you know what mums might want to consider when they're you know choosing their outfits I think one of the big things that came out was comfort about you know feeling Mm. really good in it and also you know just knowing that you've got to wear it all day and you're going to be on photographs and things like that but also that idea particularly um Christina from Mia Bella was saying you know don't feel that if you're a mother of the groom that you're less important than the mother of the bride because actually it's Mm. your your child's day is Mm -hmm. and it's an important day and so it's there's you know there's ways to kind of make sure you're not going to clash or there's ways to find out about color schemes but ultimately don't fail it's the Mother of the Bride's Day and not yours because, you know, yes. everybody, we're talking about a family coming together here. So it's, you know, make sure that you're doing stuff for yourself as well and choosing the right things for you. Exactly. Yeah, so it was a nice, that was a lovely piece of light, but it was very nice to talk to Maura, who was uh, just lovely to, to chat to about all her weddings that she's been to. <laughs> she was, she's, she's
2: racking them up. But yeah, on that note, she... um she was really involved in our big day like to the same extent as my mum because we didn't see it any different because she was the mother of the groom Mm. as opposed to the bride and I remember her saying at the end you know she she really appreciated how much we'd gone to an effort to include Mm. her and we were a bit like well yeah obviously but you know I I realized that that doesn't always happen and she was just really touched to have been given um equal importance to to my mum I think
0: yeah, because you do yeah. care about that, where the mother or the groom really hasn't got a clue. She's no mm-hmm. different to
1: other guests, which yeah. always strikes me as really sad. Yeah, totally. It is, me. because it is about two families. It's two people getting married, not just one. Mm-hmm. They're both involved in this. So I think it is important that both sides feel important because you're uniting two families that have differences and different cultures and different ways of being and both of them are just important as the other. Mm.
3: Absolutely and just on that note I wrote a piece about wedding traditions it's right at the very front of the mag and um, I'm flicking through frantically because I don't want to get it wrong but I'm pretty sure um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was mentioned about you know sometimes now people aren't wanting to walk down the aisle on their own Mm. or you know and and sometimes whole families are walking couples down the aisle now it's that kind of Mm. social of unity and there's a lot of um, different ways now you can include your family on your day to make sure that it is a it is about the couple but it's also about like you were saying two families coming together and and becoming something bigger and I think that's a really nice yeah. idea that you can mm. play with that idea about how you involve your family on the day.
0: And also turn it overturning the patriarchy just to get all Barbie film <laughs> on you there. <laughs> well, absolutely, though, because, um, you know,
3: th- that's part of the whole walking down the aisle thing, isn't it? It's, it's a bride being given away. And, um, you know, that's not what it's about anymore. We're not being given away. Mm. We're being, I suppose... Um, accompanied to a new part of our life or a new chapter in our lives and you know we're not being given away as some kind of possession where we're joining mm. you know wanting to get married not being forced to get married mm-hmm. and um you know jerry douglas Scott from celebrate people's really you know that's a really important thing t- to their organization is you know if people love each other then that's the reason for them to marry them and that's the most important thing for them and it's Jenny who tells me about these different um scenarios where people might be getting walked down the aisle by whole families and you know mums walking their their sons walking down the aisle with their mums and things like that because you know she's seen a lot of different um ways that couples want to celebrate their day with their families
0: we also had that in one of the real life weddings at Kinkel Bayer. Yes, the dad walked his daughter down the aisle, but also her brother, who was acting as one of the masters of ceremonies, walked their mum down the aisle just beforehand, too. So it was a real coming together of family. And uh, the groom's family yeah. had flown over from Australia for the wedding, too. So it was, they ended up having a whole celebration at the old course the night before, too, just because it had been such an effort to get so many people like around the world to come and. Come
1: to this wedding well ladies thank you so much for talking to us about this issue it is available everyone you can get it digitally or you can order one um you can find them all over the place including princess square in glasgow which is exciting um so pick up your issue get in touch with us don't forget to check your checklist of what to do before you get married if that day is quickly approaching and we do have a very nice, lovely countdown on pages 12 and 13 for you if you're struggling to know where to go and the portal on the website as well. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on all the social media because we are constantly updating new things.
0: I also wanted to mention, you mentioned um, Princess Square, but we're going to be popping up at so many wedding fairs in the coming months. This is peak wedding fair time of year, so come along, come say hi, come pick up a copy of the magazine and any questions just there'll always be someone on the stand so come and just say hi and put any questions to us and we will try and guide you in the right direction.
1: And if you don't know which ones you can attend visit our website and you'll be able to find a full list of the venues that we will be at this year Um, so you can start slotting that into your diary and making a day of it. I've seen that actually, people show up with all the in-laws or future in-laws and in they're partners and everyone and have a a party day exactly so have a party day and come visit us that's it from us on let's talk weddings with your scottish wedding Don't forget to listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured on next week's story, get in touch with sales at yourscottishwedding.co.uk.